Hello, Ambush, and welcome to this episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast. Here with me, your host, Colton G. And today on the show, we are joined by Matt Thomas of Country Music Group Parmalee. As we dive behind Parmalee's brand new album for you, which this group has been building been crafting for a few years and now and we're going to dive into this album because the group actually didn't plan on releasing a full album but we're gonna let matt tell you that story himself we're gonna dive into the first taste of for you with the platinum single just the way and how from there This album began to be crafted. We're also going to dive into a few other tracks because this album is loaded front to back with amazing songs. So we're going to talk other tracks alike. Take my hand. We're also going to dive behind the incredible visualizers that the band has been releasing for these songs over on their YouTube page. We're also going to dive behind what it has been like to return to the live stage and play these new tracks in front of you. The fans and what the reception has been like as well. All of this and oh, so much more. Today's episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast here and it's all brought to you by DesertTigerMerch.com where you go to copy yourself something to represent and support the show. The best part is heading on over to the website and looking is free. And then from there, if you see something that catches your eye, catches your interest, well, you know what to do. It's DesertTigerMerch.com. And with that, it's now time that Matt Thomas tells you all about this brand new album for you. So let's go. The Desert Tiger Podcast. What's happening? Oh, hello, hello, Matt. How's it going? Good, man. How about you? Ooh, having a beautiful, beautiful day. Nice and sunny here. I live in BC, and I mean, we've been surrounded by smoke for like the last month and a half here, and I can finally see blue skies. So, <laughs> feels good. Yeah, that smoke is tough, man. That's a, that's, that's, we were up in uh, Oregon a couple weeks ago and was, just get a little bit, little taste of it. I was like, man, that's rough. Yeah, it's uh, definitely not too fun. So I'm uh, glad you didn't have to deal with it for too long. <laughs> awesome. All right. So we're connecting today to talk about you guys' new album for you. Yeah, man. It's been exciting. Uh, over the past couple of weeks, it's been like a crazy lightning bolt of stuff. It's cool, man. You know, being out on the road and connecting with people and uh, just seeing all the comments. It's been great. Mm-hmm. Especially after this uh, wait that we've all been through, right? It's been a period of time, not just with COVID not being able to be on the road, but I mean, you're, the band's last album album was like in 2017. You guys did the piano sessions in 2020. You had a si- couple singles in between there, but it's been a while since like the true full album for Parmalee as well. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, it's about this time, 2017. So what's that? Four years. Uh, 
Wow, it's crazy thing. <laughs> it was cool, man. We did, you know, we didn't really, we didn't plan on putting an album out. We knew we wanted to put songs out, but um, we just really planned on putting another single out behind just the way, and it turned into a whole album because the label really loved the songs we were turning in. So um, we just kept giving them songs. What do you guys think about this? And they were like, "Why don't you guys just put a, put an album out?" So, All right, let's do it. <laughs> So you're trying to actually go the single route, but they were just like, man, all of these are just hits that's too hard to pick. We just have to pick them all. Yeah, pretty much that's what happened. So that's a good thing, you know. <laughs> awesome. Definitely a good thing for sure. And I, uh, you mentioned the success of the first taste of this album, that first single that here that sort of got everything kicked off there with just the way which itself hundreds of millions of streams already so like that's freaking crazy and i i don't blame the label for wanting to follow that success yeah it's um it's still going i mean it's crazy that the song is just it's amazing to see what it's done and you know up until that point we were kind of in a in a you know spinning our tires trying to figure out what our next move was because we put out a couple singles that didn't really connect with people and we knew we needed something big, but you know, when you're out there searching for that, it's hard to, you know, you're going in the room every day, like what's the move and, and just the timing was right. And the sound is right. So that really, I really was the catalyst for the whole album because every song just about was um, an attempt to write, you know, something behind just the way it's like, this is where, this is our direction. This is our sound. People are digging this. Let's just keep it going, you know, and, and that's how we ended up with a lot of these songs because we wanted to keep that positivity and keep the energy and keep the, you know, the flow, the flow going with um, most of the, the tunes. Okay. So when was it that you actually started this process here? When was it that Just The Way actually, like, got put together? Just The Way, it, I wrote it in 2018. We had a couple versions floating around throughout the year, and about a year later, we were on the bus with our producer who eventually came on to, to manage the band a lot a lot of cool things happened to kind of make all this happen but our producer came on and he said i like that song but it's, something's not quite right he said why don't you get blanco on because we've been friends with blanco and before the get up and i was like what the hell I, yeah let's call him up you know i mean we were buddies and I, I just i texted it to him and he's like yeah and uh so we went up and got his vocal on it and that was like that was right in uh the end of 2019, it came out on streaming services in December 2019 and did its thing, you know, and kind of started getting the viral charts going. And, um, and then it, it went number one on Sirius XM during the summer and radio had just picked it up. So, it's, yeah, it all kind of started like that. Uh, on that same trip where our manager, producer came out, we wrote the song For You on the tour bus. And that was kind of like our reunion because we had worked really hand in hand with him. And since we got to Nashville 10 years ago, we did our first album with him and then we just kind of all got back together. And so this is who we are. This is our sound. He knows us better than anybody. And like, okay, let's, let's revamp this whole thing. We, 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 we had some missing pieces here. Let's put it back together and let's, let's go. And so, and um, that's how it all started. And, and then, you know, over quarantine, you just, I was writing all, all I could, you know, <laughs> Definitely a lot more time uh, to create when you're not in tour buses, traveling around, having to make radio stations, all of the fun things that come with being on the road. So definitely a lot more time to uh, sit down, actually pick up the guitar, put the pen to paper. and Yeah, a whole lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dude, we've been playing together our whole lives, you know. I've never had I've never had a Friday and Saturday off. I mean, since I started playing music, it's been every Friday and Saturday you play music and just sit at this house and know it's Friday night. The good thing was there was nothing else going on, you know. There was no FOMO. I was just it was like, what are we doing? What are we, <laughs> you know? So we just wrote songs and remodeled remodeled my, our house here. So we, we made the best of the time we could. Mm, definitely have to. You got to adapt and make the most of it. And you mentioned there how your producer, who you've been working with throughout the years, ended up becoming your manager as well. So what has it been like to, after years of having that refined set of ears in the studio, what has it been like to sort of take him on out into the road? Because like you say, he knows you better than anybody else. So has he helped quite a bit with this evolution, as you say, into sort of developing into this new sound? Absolutely. It had a lot to do with it. And it, we just came up together. He was the one that found us, you know, when we introduced us to our record label. And so we've kind of been, he's almost like a fifth part of the band as far as like, he has the passion. He knows what we can do. He knows we had hits and, you know, he's like sewing it back together with, um, you know, production sounds. Like when we write songs, he wrote a lot of songs with us. It was just very uh, matter of fact, like, okay, this is what we're after. This is the sound. And, you know, when you're in a room writing, we can look at each other and go, ah, that ain't going to work. Ah, that's not for us. And then move on. And then the writers have been so thankful for that because you're not, you're not messing around. You're, you're getting at it. But, yeah, from the stage show to everything and just being, you know, taking a look at what the, uh, the songs that connected the most with fans, what were those parts and pieces? Why did they come to the show the first time? and making sure we include that in everything else we do instead of trying to go off the rails and do something crazy or, you know, uh, I want to do this this day. It's like, no, let's just focus on why they came to the show in the first place and uh, make sure you keep that in every song. Wow. So that's, I really like the way that you put that, where I had mentioned that like that refined set of ears, but it's also using that refined set of ears and eyes inside of, the stage show where when he's in the studio and he's playing a song, he's like, oh, this would be really cool if we like we added this to the stage show to like complement this. And then like to be able to flip it on the reverse side where exactly that he can be in the crowd. He can see exactly how people react in that moment, that immediate reaction. So you can see the emotion as it overtakes the people. Yeah, you know, I. I'll say that about any good manager. We've had managers that we didn't see or talk to in a month, you know, but if you have somebody out there with you on the ground with you, they're getting up with you every day. That's how you can, you can really get, you can, you can sharpen your tool that way because I mean, the first thing you got to do is accept constructive criticism and, you know, be honest with yourself. And, you know, that, that's, that's the hardest pill to swallow, I think, but, once you get over that, you, you don't mind like just shutting somebody down and saying, that looks stupid, man. Don't do that. This ah, is terrible. You didn't hit this note or just really concentrate on that. And, and uh, you know, that this, it's a, it's a double edged sword sometimes, but um, you know, we, we're getting, we're still doing it. Every show we're, we're moving some stuff around today. I want, we got to go change a song out or like got a new song. We need to put this song in the set, kind of like flipping things around. It's a constant uh, wheel that's turning. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's uh, definitely it's the music industry is it's like the world. It never stops. There's always somebody uh, nipping at your heels, too. that's going to take your spot if you slow down. You know what I mean? <laughs> you gotta. Absolutely. 
Got to keep the tires spinning, baby. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So I want to dive into at least one more track off of the album here. Another one of the singles, one that I've uh, definitely been um, possibly one of my favorite tracks off of this album and with Take My Name. So when did that track come together? When did you actually get it into the studio, throw it all in, make the magic happen? We actually wrote that on a Zoom in the back of the bus. Um, couple of the songwriters, actually, actually Gorley's one of the songwriters on Easton, more number ones than any songwriter, I think, on earth. Uh, so he played me a little snippet of it. I was like, that's, that's really cool. And uh, as we went writing it, I was like, man, let's, let's try not to make it. Let's, I just wanted to make it like more conversational and like from a, a guy's standpoint, normal guy's kind of standpoint, you know, not so... <laughs> lovey dovey uh will you marry me kind of thing so it's like take my hand you know let me make you mine uh i know i'm not the last guy anybody think might ever talk like this those kind of conversational things but i know when we got in the studio and, and recorded it it really it really picked up pace and just started getting this vibe and and it's just been we're starting to see it at the shows to kind of take off people are starting they're singing it more and more and it's, it's vibing out there it kind of flows with everything else so Nice. Awesome. And like I said, definitely one of my favorite tracks. And you mentioned there the return of live music. So what has it been like to get back on the stage after like a year and a half to finally get all of these new songs out in front of the fans and see the feedback? It's the best. Uh, This is a really exciting time for us to not only have just a way be as big as it is because you go in there and it's a whole new fan base really in, in a lot of places and and then you get to play then you have this new album you have the excitement having that and then you have the new single take my name and it's all these things that are you know the, sh- the people at the shows are just they're, they're, the energy is so elevated it's crazy man you just have to you have to be there and i'm I at all these clips of um people at shows and there's just thousands of people just throwing down man it's good stuff no, absolutely. And like you say, a lot of new fans probably as well. So sometimes you got to see some of those old faces, but also being able to see a lot of new people in the crowd and seeing just everybody enjoy themselves. Ah, it's a vibe. It's, it's completely different. We have a completely different show. Um, they got me off my guitar a lot this year. So I'm, I'm really able to, to, you know, connect with the fans more just singing on the mic and I'm getting used to that. So I'm, I'm enjoying it, actually. It's the first time, really, that I've ever done it my whole life, been able to go out and, and you know, directly sing right to people and, and have some freedom on the stage. So that's been fun. Mm, definitely. And it's, uh, yes, it's sort of takes you away where it, you have that one focus. It allows you to move around maybe a little bit more and exactly that. Interact with the fans, maybe do a little bit of other things as well. Maybe go out into the crowd, maybe, like, interact with your bandmates in a different way it's it unlocks a whole other element to the stage presence without like literally just taking away a guitar oh 100 man it's it's a, it, like i said it's an eye opener for me um you know but it, it's been fun i'm i'm loving it it's, it's a good time awesome awesome another good time has been the uh, visualizers that you guys put together for this album for a lot of these tracks so it's not just one or a few, but there's been like, you've been releasing them consistently. So what was it like to put all of those together? Did Was there like 
a set period of time where you threw them all together really quickly? Were you putting them together like in pieces? How did that all come together? Um, if you look at all of them, there's a couple like uh, Take My Name and Own You was done the same day. And like that was like a professional setup, what if you want to call it, set. But every all the rest of them are just like places we've been, little small towns where we'll go find a little, like uh, Miss You Now was an old historic theater that was behind, like across the street. And we just went in that and made use of it. Um, the, the downstairs green room and uh, the amphitheater, uh, a lot of those other places, like we did one, um, can't, just these little small towns. We'll just kind of venture out and say, all right, what's going to look cool? Uh, I do was in the, the fair. You see, you see a lot of fairs and bleachers because we're playing like a lot of these, you know, fairs with bleachers. So we try to use uh, whatever's local uh, to make it look interesting. Mm, nice. So just really using what's available to you, mixing it up, sort of giving different aspects of like what that Parmalee life might be like from fairs to studios to all over the place. Absolutely. You got to take advantage of the time you're there, you know. <laughs> when we come back to Nashville, the last thing we want to do is be called to be together again. We got to split, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to take some time away from each other. I've seen, like, I like you, but I've seen you for too long. The bus is too cramped. Just go over there. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Matt, I've got one more question. Are you ready for it? Let's go. Awesome. So we've talked about the growth of Parma Lee through this new album, through wanting to release singles, turning it into an album, taking on a new manager, this with just the way blowing up and all of these other growth pieces. But what I would like to know now is how has this time, this past couple of years, how has it helped you specifically grow as a person or what has it taught you about yourself? Um, I just take the time to, to uh, think on things a little more, dissect things a little more, especially in the music thing. Like I was saying, looking back at the, the other songs, being taken on the criticism, looking at the truth and, and you know, that kind of thing. Um, appreciating really your time with your family and, you know, the, the things that are happening around you. It's, it's all the stuff happens so fast. It's like soak it in and enjoy it. And because it, there's been these times before and there's been these times without. And just understand all that, looking at things from a different, a bigger perspective and, and try to. Uh, soak things in and uh, you know connect with the family more and uh, just and try to try to be as happy as possible out here on the road and doing what you love you know and just be so thankful Mm -hmm. absolutely you definitely got to take that time to smell the roses especially inside of this industry where like we said everything moves so fast yeah i I always quote uh, quincy jones he said in the music business he said the peaks are going to take care of themselves it's the valleys you got to learn to get through so, and I find that true. We've been through all of them. <laughs> but try, I'm trying to just find a good steady pace and be happy with it. And, and you know, and I'm, it's, uh, we're, just, we're just having such a good time out here right now. I'm just so excited to have this album out, man. It's great. All right. Well, it sounds like you are definitely taking the time to smell the roses with this new album. So thank you, Matt, for joining me here on the Desert Tiger Podcast. Thank you, man. Hope to see you soon. Ambush, thank you for tuning on into this episode of the DTP with our guest, 
Matt Thomas of Parmalee. Sweet Oaf Behind Parmalee's a brand new album for you, which you can find right now over on your favorite music streaming service. I highly suggest that you do because like I said, it's full of amazing tracks and you can also go ahead and follow Parmalee over on social media that you so that you can stay up to date with upcoming concert dates and other fun things coming your way as well. And with that, it is now time to thank Jamie Crawford from over at Strut Entertainment for setting this interview up. We need to thank German from yourpodcasteditor.com for making it sound so good. And once again, we need to thank you, the Am Bush, for tuning on in to this episode of the show. If you've yet to join up with the Am, what are you doing? Because it's as easy as subscribing to the show. You can also help the DTP grow by sharing this episode, giving us a five-star review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, and by heading on over to the DesertTigerMerch.com web store to pick yourself something up to represent and support the show. And the best part about it is, going and looking is absolutely free. And if something catches your interest, catches your eye after that, well, you know what to do from there. It's DesertTigerMerch.com. And with that, it's about time that we say our bye-byes. But not before I tell you to go and find your roar and then let it on out into the world and show them just how wondrous, how powerful, how beautiful you and your roar are because you are all of these things and oh, so much more. And until next time, bye-bye. The Desert Tiger Podcast.